Good morning, my friends, and welcome to Morning Glory. I'm Pastor Stephen, and it's great to have you with me up early in the morning uh, into the Word of God, seeking God's Word for His wisdom and guidance for the day. I'd like to ask you to take your Bibles and turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And also, while you're turning to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, after the program this morning, if you will, please go right up above to the green tab that says follow and please do me a favor and click on that and follow me as a uh, channel on live stream and that way the moment I release a program or go live you have instant access by an email letting you know that we have launched another show okay so that will be a blessing to you and I'm happy to have you as a follower on my live stream channel all right so Heavenly Father we ask that your Holy Spirit come and give light illumination and wisdom to the understanding of our mind as we go into your word in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, so we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Please go with me to verse 16. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Isn't that amazing? God as lives inside of you and I as we are believers in him, the Holy Spirit indwells us. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. You know, when the Lord walked among the Israelites in the Old Testament, you know, you stop and think about Moses and the tabernacle that he set up under the Lord's instructions, and the Lord would walk among them. And it was very important that anything that was considered in the Mosaic law to be unclean that those things were taken out of the camp. In other words, if the Lord was walking through the camp, uh, he does not expect to see uh, a leper laying there in the middle of the people. The uh, unclean things had to be outside of the camp. You couldn't just use the bathroom there by your tent. You had to go outside of the whole camp uh, to use the restroom. You'd have to dig a hole in the ground and then cover it back up when you're done. All these things were laid out in the law so that the people had an understanding of what is clean and unclean. Now, of course, there's many benefits of hygiene that are related to this, uh, but we also see that there are certain things that God doesn't want to see because they're considered unclean, and He wants to have a relationship with us, and these things, uh, from a spiritual standpoint, were used to represent sin and how sin can uh, limit the glory of God from flowing into our lives. Okay, so I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. The Lord is very possessive of you. He's very jealous of you, and he doesn't want you flirting with the world, and he wants to have a close, intimate relationship with you. And we live in a culture, and we live in a society where the world screams for our attention and uh, it's so easy to neglect our devotional time and hardly spend any time with the Lord just getting so busy doing things. But the Lord's very possessive of us. He wants us to be His people, very close to Him, and walking with Him uh, so that we're in sync together in the Spirit. Now, verse 17. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. There should be a separation. There should be a holiness that God's people have, okay? Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, 
and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So there is an amazing relationship that happens when we walk close with God, where we begin to know literally God as a father. And uh, from a natural father's perspective, I would do anything I could to be a blessing to my children, to reach out to them in ever a time of need. And I know that when we have that relationship with the Heavenly Father and everything is working smoothly and we're not uh, grieving the Holy Spirit by loving the world or being distracted from the Lord, that I tell you what, you'll you'll see God uh, come through for you every single time. He always does because He's so good and He wants us to have that close, close relationship. So there uh, there needs to be a holy separation. Now we're in the world and we're not of the world. We're like the fish swimming in the ocean. He's swimming in salt water. But if you capture that fish on a hook and line and cook him, he doesn't taste like salt. So he's in the salt water, but the salt water is not in him. So we live in a world where we're supposed to be salt and light. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we're supposed to be making a Holy Spirit impact upon the society that we live in. So in order to be salt, we can't just hide in the salt shaker, okay? We can't go off to a remote island or, you know, a remote uh, desolated place to hide and just, uh, you know, be a spiritual hideaway. We need to be a godly influence where we live. And that uh, where we live and where we work, though, there still should be a note of holy separation unto the Lord. Not that we're not friendly, not that we don't try to fit in, but at the same time, there are certain things we don't do that we don't merge into because that's not what we do as believers. Okay. Now, chapter seven, verse one, therefore, so what uh, Paul is about to say next is a continuation of what he was talking about earlier. So now we have a short uh, summation of what has been expressed down into this very powerful statement. Therefore, having these promises, what promises? The, the tremendous promise of a, of a living relationship with God as your father. Many people acknowledge that, you know, there's God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But when it comes to like a, a relationship with the Father where there's uh, a really good communication a really good understanding and a very strong relationship. Some believers, they're just not uh, connecting with that. They, they mentally can say, yes, I understand that God is a father, uh, but they're not really enjoying that uh, experience of having that literally manifested in their life. So therefore having these promises of this mighty relationship of God as father and you and I as sons and daughters, it says, Beloved, let us cleanse ourselves. Now, God's not going to reach down from heaven uh, with a bucket of water and a, uh, a big bar of soap and a scrub brush and, and, and say, Now, you just stand there. I'll do all this work for you. There is a, a cleansing of ourselves that we have to initiate. Now, of course, it's by the power of the Spirit, and it's God working in us. We can't take away sins or flaws. It's the work of God, the work of His grace within us. But it says, let us cleanse ourselves. So we make that initiative to seek God and to walk in holiness. You know, holiness is not legalism. It's not a ritualism. Holiness is very beautiful. Holiness is sacred. Holiness is a primary character, uh, characteristic and attribute of God. So therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all 
filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. There are so many things in this world that are unclean, that sometimes you just run into them even when you're not trying to. And you want to be in a place where the holiness of God is manifesting through you. Now, I know that in Christ, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. But I'm talking about practical spirituality. In other words, you could go out and you could see a movie, and maybe you didn't preview that movie or, or uh, you know, do some reviews on it. You just go out and see it. And you take a chance and you watch the movie and there's all types of profanity and and of course, if it's an R-rated movie, you would actually expect things like that. You wouldn't be caught off guard. But, you know, so many movies today have uh, nudity and just uh, tremendous um, blasphemy of God's name. And you could, you could watch that stuff as a Christian. And then afterwards, you feel, you feel dirty. It doesn't mean you're not saved. It doesn't mean that you don't love the Lord. It doesn't mean you've lost your faith. It just means that you can get slimed, okay? So there is a cleansing that we can do to cleanse ourselves from all, all filthiness of the flesh. Not just things you see, also sometimes things you hear. Uh, those, those things can stick with you as well, and you want that stuff flushed off of you. You want your mind refreshed. You want your spirit uh, renewed, and you don't want to have those things just like hanging on you. Okay, uh, and maybe things you see or hear, uh, you have to be very careful. You know, I used to uh, be a night security guy, and I worked at this property, and I would, my job was basically to stay up all night and make sure that things were peaceful so that all the residents can sleep peacefully. But, you know, I saw things I didn't want to see, mainly because that's my job, to get out there and just kind of make the rounds. And sometimes I would see things that were not appropriate, and i say, whoops, Lord, well, Lord, hallelujah. I had to do a little praying to kind of let that uh, stuff get off of me, and then sometimes Sometimes I'd also hear things, hear fights and quarrels and, and bottles breaking and, and shouting matches and other things that were not appropriate either going on in apartments. So you see things, you hear things, not that you're trying to find stuff like that, but they just come our way sometimes, don't they? I mean, you can be uh, checking your news and uh, see, a, see another news story over on the side. You click on it, but it's like a, it's like a false lead. You, you click on that, and the next thing you know, you're at a site, and you're like, whoa, what in the world is this garbage? And you've got to get out of there just as quick, uh, just as, quick as you can. But see, uh, we live in a world all around us that has a lot of spiritual uh, uh, just garbage. And Satan is the God of this world, and he's just pumping this stuff out 24-7, 365 days a year. So what we want to do is we want to walk in the holiness of the Lord, okay? So it says, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Now, I think we would all agree as believers that the flesh uh, can certainly get into things that would bring a defilement. But what does it talk about uh, a cleansing of the flesh and spirit? Well, the word spirit that's used here uh, in the Greek is the word pneuma. And sometimes when you, when you look at it, it can refer to the inward spirit of man. Now, let me say this right now. As a born-again believer, uh, your flesh is not saved. You'll have to deal with your flesh until the Lord comes back. And of course, our minds aren't saved. They're in a process of being renewed, or at least they should be, right? As we study the Word of God and spend time with God, we're in a process of renewing our minds. But your spirit has been born again. So your spirit, now listen to this, I'll explain this verse. Your spirit is always clean. Your spirit 
always wants to serve the Lord. Your spirit wants to go to church. Your spirit wants to go to prayer meetings. Your spirit wants to get up early in the morning and watch morning glory. Okay? So your spirit has been recreated, a brand new, your brand new creation in Christ Jesus. What this is talking about right here is not the inward, internal spirit of a man or woman who's been born again, but when it's talking about the cleansing of the filthiness of the flesh and spirit, the word spirit, the word pneuma here, is referring to what uh, can sometimes be translated as a mental uh, disposition, which means it's an attitude or it's a way of thinking. So there can be worldly ways of thinking that uh, even affect our, our mindset. And so there needs to be a cleansing of that. If you saw things and, you know, I know Christians, they actually go out and watch these horror movies. I, I can't understand why any believer, well, I guess I can. They're just young in the Lord. And honestly, when I was very young in the Lord, I used to do things like that too. But it's, it's been so long now that uh, those things seem very foreign to me. And I have had an attitude of the mind change concerning things like that. But I know some Christians, though, sadly enough, they'll go out and watch R-rated horror movies with all types of uh, hideous things being shown. And you, you know, you watch a two-hour movie like that, the, then those things will affect your thought life. They can uh, affect your outlook on life and make everything look dark and gloomy, make God look like he's weak and make the devil look like, like he's strong. And so this, these things are awful. So there needs to be a cleansing uh, of the flesh and any type of attitudes or mental dispositions that will not line up with the Word of God. It's time for the, the cleansing. It's time for the washing of the Word of God. Matter of fact, if, if you went out and saw something like that, it, maybe it was a two-hour show and it just left you grieved in your spirit, what you should do is you should go out afterwards and spend two hours in prayer. You should, you should say to yourself, well, if I spent two hours putting that garbage in, I'm going to honor the Lord and I'm going to spend two hours reading my Bible. Or I'm going to throw in some extra prayer time until the peace of God is restored in my life. See, this is perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And this initiative is always ours. It always uh, belongs to the believer. In other words, you don't have to wait for a leading or a moving of the Holy Spirit to perfect holiness in the fear of God. God is a holy God, and I believe as we draw near to God, because he's a consuming fire, the nearer we get, that, that fire, that glorious fire should be consuming things in us that are not pleasing to the Lord. So, today, God wants you to understand that he wants to have a father and son relationship with you. If you're a lady, he, he wants to have a father-daughter relationship with you. And if there's anything in your life that would hinder you from that, then you need to begin to detach from these worldly things that would pull you down and also uh, take yourself through a, a uh, process of cleansing yourself from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. You know, we live in a, an American culture that in many ways it's just uh, almost bankrupt spiritually and morally. All the things that take place out there and, the, and such massive volumes of, uh, of uh, uh, video and uh, content, uh, printed content that are distributed and put out by our country, it's very, very grievous. And so th these things can have a way of even... Uh, affecting the believer's life in, in the sense that we live here. You know, I used to live in Las Vegas, 
and uh, you know you're just out driving around and you, you just see things sometimes that are just like lord that's awful uh, you know with with nudity and and things that are just very uh, grievous and other other cities are known for things like that where you can just be out living for the lord and there it is okay so we need to be on top of the situation of watching our flesh and also watching our mental disposition so that we can cleanse that and keep these areas of our life clean because God is a holy God. So this is just part of our spiritual homework, I guess you could say, that as we work on these things so that we always have a very close walk with the Lord and there's nothing uh, of defilement, uh, there's nothing of filthiness that would wound our conscience. What is your conscience? Your conscience is the voice of your spirit, okay? And your conscience uh, lets you know how your relationship with you and God is. And if there's something that you did that was wrong, if there's something that you were participating in that, that, that God doesn't approve of, your conscience will say, that's not right. That's not right. And so you need to listen to the voice of your conscience because your conscience is the voice of your spirit. And your spirit always wants to serve and please God. Praise the Lord forever. So if there are things that would be distractions or hindrances, be careful because you want to please the Lord. You don't want anything to ruin that beautiful relationship that you have with God. You know, the world is so crude and the world can be so rough and debased. You know, I, I've noticed recently, uh, you know, sometimes I'll check certain sports. You know, I like basketball. I, I like certain sports. But some things have just degraded so far that even I have to be very careful when when checking certain uh, uh, sporting news. You know, there's you know, you know there's uh, there's always been boxing where guys box each other, and sure you could see a uh, dramatic knockout or something like that, and and men kind of beat each other up for sport. That's been going on for thousands of years. But even now they have uh, women fighters, so you have women fighting each other, and. Uh, you know, things that wouldn't have been imagined that these things could be legalized or sanctioned, you know, 30 or 40 years ago in America. Now these things are booming businesses and booming sports and uh, people are just eating it up. See, it's a very crude, uh, cold world and we don't want to be over in that. We want there to be a separation in our lives where those types of things that are unbiblical and immodest, we don't look at that, but we stay close to the Lord in a society, not just America. Look, it's all over the world. I've traveled all over the world. Sometimes people pick on America and say America is, you know, is, is, has turned its back on God. But my goodness, you go to some of these other countries, they've not only turned their back on God, they've completely dismissed themselves from the Lord. So all in all, it's just a, it's a world system. It's a planet that does not know grace, this, that does not know the sweetness of the Lord. So we don't want the world to form us. We want to stay close to the world, uh, excuse me, close to the Lord and walk with him and not let the world uh, defile us in any way. Okay, so what I would like for you to do is because of these great promises, I would like you to cleanse yourself from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And if it, if it means turning off the news, maybe for a week, 
just because it's just, it's just peddling fear on a nonstop basis, then that is a method of cleansing yourself. And replace that by meditating on the Word of God and studying your Bible. If, if, if it's uh, other types of things that would just begin to pull you out of that spiritual walk, you need to cut those things off, and you need to uh, make sure they're, they're not overwhelming your life, and you need to cleanse yourself from that. You know, there was one African pastor, he travels to uh, America at times, and he says whenever he leaves America and goes back to Africa, he'll always do a three-day fast of no food and no water as a means of cleansing himself just because there's so many things in America that are available to pull you into sin and to distract you from the Lord that every time he says he goes back to Africa, he'll always do a three-day fast. And now Africa has different things to deal with. But uh, in developed countries and, and uh, where there's a lot of electronics and a lot of uh, modern age media, you have, you, you're just getting blitzed 24 hours a day, it seems like, except when you're asleep, with just all types of stuff from the world. So we need to keep ourselves pure. There needs to be times of cleansing and consecration and sanctification, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. There's not a trace of legalism uh, here. This is all the pure word of God. These are just things that we do so that we can walk close with the Lord and not have any hindrances slip in, trip us up, or ensnare us. Okay? So you have a great day today. Stay in the glory of the Lord. Keep your prayer life strong. And I'll see you back Sunday for another message from the Studio A. God bless you. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.